0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Say. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly, Welcome. This is Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy so we can do the work that matters and create the lives we love. We're talking about FOMO today. Now, I feel very proud that I actually know what that is because all these LOL, OMG acronyms, it's taken me years to catch up with my teenager, but FOMO, fear of missing out. Now, you hear people talking about this a lot with the expansion of social media, Everyone puts their perfect lives out there on Facebook or tweets the newest party they're going to or LinkedIn, the conventions or conferences or uh, professional networking they're doing. And it's easy to feel like we are missing out if we see this great event posted on social media and we're not invited or we decide for whatever reason not to go, right? But the phrase FOMO, fear of missing out, was actually coined in 1996, just at the very beginning of the internet, by marketing strategist Dan Herman. So it's been around, the concept has been around for decades, but there's always been this sense that if we're not invited to the party, we're missing out. And it creates some real anxiety, right? Long before social media, when we were AOLing and plugging into our dial-up at work, there was this persistent notion that if we weren't included, something was wrong or if everybody was going and we opted out, something was wrong. I felt that when I was younger and we were just out of college and my friends were all going to dance clubs and hanging out on Saturday nights. And I wasn't mostly because I don't like going to dance clubs, even though I didn't want to be there. I felt like I was missing out and I hated to say no to things. I didn't want to miss. I wanted to be included. Just not in that, right? FOMO has now become a more visceral experience for many of us because we can see what people are posting online. We can see what's happening around us without us. And oddly, I'm feeling more of this now as we're uh, finally coming through the pandemic, it looks like fingers crossed. And I have um, some medical procedures coming up. And so I'm choosing at my doctor's recommendation to stay in again, self-imposed quarantine for another week, because I want to make sure that I'm able to make this surgery and I'm not pushed to the back of the list. And I don't want to be exposed to COVID because that would mean I had to wait longer to, to get this done. Right. In the beginning of the pandemic, it was nice for me. My introverted self was happy reading and and doing things because nobody was doing anything. So I didn't feel lame for not being a part of it. I didn't feel like I was missing out. But now things are coming back to life, including me. And I am feeling more than ever this fear of missing out. And it's something I've been thinking about. I thought you might be too. Because as the world returns... I don't think I'll be in it the same way I was. I found some real pleasure and some real joy from the quietness. So how do we manage this? How do we live the lives we want to live, do the work that is meaningful to us without getting caught up in the anxiety and the restlessness and loneliness that can be a result of that sense that we're missing out on everything? FOMO really leads to mental health concerns. So let's get down, let's get granular (laughs) <laughs> I love saying that. let's get granular, okay. What are we talking about? Scientific journals and articles define fomo as and this is such a, a long definition. fomo is that sense of being apprehensive that others are having rewarding experiences for which one is absent what what the heck does that I mean why why do we have to talk like that? It means that we feel bad that we're missing out on things we perceive as fun for other people or for us even right these articles go on to define behaviors as the persistent desire to constantly stay connected with what others are doing now I don't know if I have that constant desire but when I am connected and I see what others are doing and I know I'm not doing it That affects us personally. We have to be a part of that. We have to work with ourselves on that and really be deliberate in the things we do decide to do and the things we say no to. This sense of missing out can really ramp up our insecurity and our self-doubt intensify our anxiety and even lead to more negative behaviors like an almost obsessive desire to be in touch and connected and and stay online and stay texting so that we don't get left behind and professionally it hits us too when we see a tweet about a new product that our competitor is launching or a post about a convention that we aren't attending we can get a little tense we feel like we're not doing enough or not keeping up and that can make us become reactive rather than responsive, reactive, and envious, and it can add to our overall stress level. But in each of these cases, the problem arises and becomes intensified because we are looking outside of ourselves. We are looking for those external rewards or that validation or that connection instead of really going inside to... Do what we want to do or to be mindful about what's important to us. When we are looking outside of us and tuned into others who are doing it better or have it better or go out more often or have more fun, we start to lose the sense of ourselves and what's meaningful to us and we stop engaging in our own lives in a way that is authentic to us and reflective of our values. We tend to be more caught up in what others are doing and thinking we want a piece of that too when in reality We don't. I'll give you an example, right? I talked about how when people were younger, they were all going out on Saturday nights and going bar hopping into these clubs. And that wasn't my style. There was nothing wrong with that. I wanted to be the girl who wanted to do those things. I think dancing is fun. I think being with my friends is super fun. I wanted to be cool and fun myself. But I wasn't really the girl who wanted to do that. You know, just like now, I don't want to drive across town for uh, an hour-long dinner. I'm, I'm not that person. I don't care where we eat. I don't care what we do. As long as I'm with the people that I want to be with, that's the most important thing to me. But I find myself saying, yeah, okay, sounds good. Let's do this because I don't want to miss out. That's not the right motivation, right? What I really figured out is that I wanted to be the person who wanted to go clubbing or hiking or shopping, but I'm not that. For a long time, I wanted to be that person, more social and and wanting to be on the move and doing all those things. I'm not that. I prefer to be nesting or golfing or reading or having long, slow dinners with, you know, a small group of friends rather than, moving from one activity to the other. I want to connect with people in that way rather than uh, be busy doing. There's not a right way or wrong. This isn't a judgment call. The point is that often the times we feel like we are missing out, it's just because we see people moving through the world And we're not a part of it that way. And we lose sight of what we really want. So we go to the, oh, well, I should do this. Oh, that would be fun to do this. Oh, I wish I was included to this. And yet we get the call and we don't really want to go because it's not authentic to who we are. So the question when we're considering FOMO, the fear of missing out, and we all do. Adults just as much as kids. It's not just a social media sensation. Like I was describing uh, the researcher and marketer Herman you know, coined the term in nineteen ninety-six because he was seeing this anxiety caused when we weren't living lives that looked as interesting and as exciting as everyone else. But the question here is, what is it you want to do? Do you wanna go shopping with a group of girls? Do you wanna go to spa? Do you wanna go to sporting events? Do you wanna go clubbing? Do you wanna sit quiet and read your book? Do you wanna right do you want to create art do you want to cook it's okay but the rewards need to be inward focused rather than external because if you are doing things to be be part of this external shift you're never going to feel validated or authentic does that make sense so when we can recognize what it is we want then we can focus our attention There, in that area. And the stress and anxiety that's caused by this fear of missing out eases. FOMO, like much of our life, is a result of where we place our attention and where we focus it. We all have bad things we can think about, right? But they don't bother us when we don't give our attention to them. And there's lots of research that supports this. So when we are online or talking to a friend and they're telling us about all these fun things they're doing with other people, if we go down that rabbit hole and keep coming back and clicking on and seeing who's there and looking at the pictures and feeling bad, then we are going to have greater anxiety and stress because we are looking at those external events and have this perception that life is passing us by. But it's not that. It's simply because that's where we are putting our attention. So how do you deal with this? Your happiness, my happiness, is determined by where we give our attention. And where we focus our attention drives our behavior, right? So changing our behavior and enhancing our happiness and easing our anxiety is as much about withdrawing attention from the negative stuff as it is focusing on the positive, When we are caught in this loop of fear of missing out, when we are feeling bad, it's because we're tuned in on what others are doing. We're giving our attention to something that we are not experiencing, and that creates anxiety and insecurity. We stop paying attention to our own life and focus more on what others are doing, and then we will always feel like we are missing out, okay? There's a lot of research to back this up. You know, they've looked at uh, students and, and young people who are really tuned into social media. And they're finding that young adults who are high in fear of missing out gave greater attention to emails and text messages on their mobile phones than what they were doing in the moment. So their attention was out of the present and what they felt like they were missing out on right? So how you focus your attention in the real world, what you decide to pay attention to is going to determine how you feel about it. So that's what we're going to talk about next. How can we focus our attention in a way that supports us, lifts us up and makes us feel good rather than leaves us feeling insecure with the fear of missing out? We're going to talk about it right after this. And we're back talking about the fear of missing out or FOMO. You know, it's not just linked to social media. This uh, phenomenon was recorded decades ago when they realized people were feeling less than, insecure, full of self-doubt, lonely, when they looked outside themselves and focused on what everybody else was doing that they weren't, even if they didn't want to be a part of it. Like I use the example of my friends would go to, to clubs and... I didn't want to go, but I didn't want to miss out either. So it caused me some stress on, on those weekends in my younger days. Now I, I don't stay up past eight o'clock. So you see, I'm not missing out. I'm, I'm asleep. <laughs> in any event, we create our lives by where we put our attention. So if you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling the anxiety that comes with fear of missing out, it's likely it's because you're projecting beyond you're looking at these posts on social media and focused on things going on outside of you rather than how you're feeling inside so take a break from social media number one right it doesn't just happen there but that's a good way where we get exposed to a lot of uh, so-called fun things going on now nobody's life is perfect and we only put the perfect stuff on social media in most cases so it's best to distance yourself from that or limit yourself if you're feeling prone to this kind of anxiety. And then notice where your attention is. What are you thinking about? Just take a pause and a deep breath. Are you thinking about all the good stuff going on in your job today? Are you thinking about that new client you just brought in or a new project you're starting? Are you thinking about how great it was to see your friends a couple days ago or how you're looking forward to dinner this weekend? Or are you thinking of how quiet it is how lonely you are or are you thinking of how excited you are to get off work so you can have a glass of wine and read your book now when you become aware of what your attention is on shift your attention to the good in this moment right now take a pause and really hone into the present moment and focus on something you are enjoying about right now what can you be proud of right now what can you be excited about or happy about what can you be grateful for right now? When we are feeling most anxious and most fear about missing out, it's because we are looking outside of ourselves, right? The antidote is to come into our attention, focus on ourselves, our life, what we're doing right now in the moment that we can feel good about, and then go to gratitude. You know, gratitude really eases a lot of angst and anxiety and Promotes joy and happiness. A lot of research supports this. So, once you understand where you're focus, focusing your attention, bring it back inside to you in this moment right now. Even if you've got other stresses beyond that might happen 10 minutes from now or two days from now, you can come in this moment. In this moment, it's all okay. Find something to be grateful for. Say it out loud. Make a gratitude list. I do this every day. Um I've talked about it on the show how I used to not because I thought it was too simple of a thing to be powerful but it's super powerful and it's the easiest thing I can do to ramp up my mood and reground myself in uh my inner life the things I want to create for me not things going outside of me Then with gratitude pause for a minute and savor that goodness. So really feel the emotion. If you're grateful for that hot cup of coffee that you're drinking now, savor the flavor and the comfort that that creates and sit with those feelings for about 30 seconds. This starts to prime your brain to see more positive and also creates a physiological change in your body. So you start to feel better with your in your biochemistry and your attitude. And then it's easier, <laughs> easier to lump on, to pile on more of the good stuff, right? So savor instead of compare, right? The comparison is what creates the problem. We see these uh, social posts and we think people are doing all these great things. And here we are sitting in our sweats with, you know, food stains on our shirt. We think, oh, this is enough. Stop the comparison. Nobody is living your life. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but we do know that everybody has challenges. So don't take social media as truth and don't compare your experience to anybody else's. Everybody gets their chance to respond and live in their life. Go internal and savor what you have. Allow yourself to feel good. When you are focused on what everyone else is doing outside of you, you are not focused on creating the best moment for yourself. Things are never going to get better that way. Instead, go within, be grateful, savor this moment, laugh about the absurdity if it's crazy, or find your resilience and go back in and say, ah, I'm doing this. It's okay. I can get through it. I'm proud of myself, or I'm so grateful for this cup of coffee, or I love petting the dog, whatever it is for you. And think of it this way. If this moment that you have now disappeared, would you be sad? Would you care? It might be mundane. I mean my my mornings are I I have work, right? I'm wiping down the counters, I'm doing the laundry. I'm taking care of invoices and doing those things. It's not always the most exciting thing. But I'm creating my own experience and I have that autonomy. And if it went away, if I didn't have this life, you can bet I'd be sad and regretful. Use this kind of subtraction exercise to feel better. A lot of research shows that when we mentally subtract cherished moments from our life, it makes you appreciate the life you have more. It makes you feel more grateful and makes you happier. So think of it this way. This is to simply start today, to ease our anxiety over the fear of missing out, to really become rooted in the lives we're living now. So simply start with this mental subtraction exercise. I want you to take a pause, take a deep breath, and look back over some super special moments in your life, things that you really cherished, things that contributed to bring you here to this moment today. What if you'd never met your partner? What if you'd never taken this job or moved to the neighborhood or learned to golf or met your best friends from college? What if you went a different way and you didn't have this moment? So pick a special moment, something that's really meaningful to you, a marriage or a graduation or really excelling, having a great moment at work. And then how would you feel if it all went away, daydream about this. Research shows that when we subtract the best moments of our lives, we are more likely to recognize all that we have now, even these little moments, and feel better and happier. In one study that they did, they had people respond via the internet, and they asked them how they might feel if they'd never met their romantic partner. And when they wrote about that exercise through this online study, when they wrote about how they would feel if they'd never met their partner, they tended to be more satisfied with the relationship that they are in now. So isn't that interesting? Because, man, I'm married to a great guy and we drive each other crazy from time to time, but when I think of him going away, it breaks my heart. Take a minute to think about what your life would be like if it wasn't like this, if you missed the most special moments of your life, and likely you'll feel happier about today. And you can see that study where people wrote about um, subtraction, subtracting their partner from their life. And it's a study called It's a Wonderful Life. Mentally subtracting positive events improves people's affective states. And that's from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. I've read this before, and I think it's really powerful because we tend to focus on things that aren't going well or that we're ticked about or complaining about or messiness or stress. Let's do just the opposite. Let's go back and think about what we have now and all the steps that led us here. And we are more likely to appreciate what we have today. And when we do that, the study says that we are less likely to be depressed, anxious, lonely, envious, or neurotic, right? So thank God I'm doing this because at least I'm a little less neurotic, right? We can take charge of our experience by shifting our focus. And then we can choose gratitude. Okay. And one other way of dealing with the fear of missing out is something they're beginning to research now called JOMO, the joy of missing out. I do this all the time now. When I'm looking around and seeing the fun things people are doing, instead of feeling bad, I step back, give my attention to the fun things I'm doing now. Be present and find joy in the choices now. Be satisfied with the decisions you are making right now and you're going to feel better. Stop comparing your life to everyone else's. Go inside and appreciate the moment that you have there are always going to be things we miss out on that we aren't included in, that we decide not to do. But instead of putting our focus on all that and ramping up these feelings of FOMO, focus on what you do have. And let me know how you're doing that. Reach out to me. You can join my free Substack group. It's Simply Said Notes, where I get personal about ways I'm applying these teachings in my own life. And that's Simply Said, Polly Campbell Simply Said on Substack. You can search for it there or click on it on my website at polycampbell.com. Let me know how you shifting your focus today, how you overcome your fear of missing out to feel good about the good things you're doing in your life today. When we put our attention on the good things we are experiencing, then the gratitude comes. Pause to take it in. Give thanks. Savor the moment. And then if you need an extra boost, think about what would happen if it all went away. When we take time to go internal, to look inside of the life we're creating ourselves, we can appreciate our experience rather than experiencing fear of missing out. And when we do that, We will all live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, Keep listening to Electric Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric, Estes. Electric, Estes. Electric Estes. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound.